Welcome to Being Mrs. S, Forever Newlywed, a podcast for the self-assured woman. I'll be talking about my life as a married woman. There will be some tea, plenty of shade, my views about world events, and sometimes me just plain devil's advocate. So, let's get into it. Hello, my Smooners. Today is March 8th. Happy International Women's Day. Isn't that amazing? Today is actually a day of milestones for um, a number of things that are important in my life. (laughs) Novak Djokovic has been number one for... um, 311 weeks he has broken a record and counting because he's so far ahead that he's he's gonna make it who knows it's it's gonna be a while um so it's it's really impressive and i and i'm and i'm quite excited about that but let's go back to happy internationals women's day come on let's hear it for the women of the world and uh in honor of International Women's Day. I am going to speak on the spilled tea heard all over the world, brought to you by Nda Oprah. Holla up my girl Nda Oprah. She she keeps she keeps spilling the tea, the tea that people want to hear. So, first of all, I wasn't particularly going to speak on this because let's be honest I don't have I don't really care for the British uh, monarchy they have that whole empire has committed like a multitude of atrocities across the world and then within their own family like it's like no thanks I don't care however come up I do love Harry. <laughs> I think he's 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 a fun one. I remember back in the day too. I was I crushed a little bit on on Charles, and I absolutely adored Diana. We all love Diana in our house. Um, but um, yeah, there's there's a lot, and I love Me- Megan. I love their their union. Um, I think she's a she's a strong woman who has. Who I think she has a good head on her shoulders, and it's easy to mistake someone who is confident in themselves, and and say this person is whatever words they've used for her. I can't even start mentioning them. Um, I used to watch Suits, though. I don't know that I was terribly. I didn't really like her her character in Suits. Uh, let's be honest, but her as a person, from what I've heard about her, I think I kind of like her, but, um, so yeah, I'm going to speak on this because, you know, it's hot tea. Come on. I have to, where's my tea and my shade? I got to give you some of my tea. So I'm going to start by playing an excerpt of the interview 
and then we're going to go right into it. I'm going to give my thoughts. So here goes. <laughs> but I remember sitting in the chapel and thanks for inviting me, by the way. So I was there on that wedding day and I so recall this sense of magic. I mean, I, I'd never experienced anything like it. And when you came through that door, it seemed like you were like floating down the aisle. Were you even inside your body at that time? I thought about this a lot because it was like having an out-of-body experience that I was very present for. And that's the only way I can describe it because the night before I slept through the night mm -hmm. entirely, which in and of itself is a bit of a miracle. Um, and then woke up and started listening to that song, going to the chapel uh. and, and just tried to make it fun and light and remind ourselves that this was our day. But I think we were both really aware, even in advance of that, this, this wasn't mm -hmm. our day. This was the day that was planned for the world. Everybody who gets married knows that you are really marrying the family too. Mm. But you weren't just marrying a family. You were marrying a 1,200-year-old institution. You're marrying the monarchy. What did you think it was going to be like? I will say I went into it naively mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because I didn't grow up knowing much about the royal family. It wasn't something that was part of conversation at home. It wasn't something that we followed. My mom even said to me a couple months ago, she said, did, did Diana ever do an interview? Now, now I can say, yes, a, a very famous one, but my mom doesn't even know that, right? Mm, but you were certainly no. aware of yeah. the royals. Of course. And if you're going to marry a royal, then you would do research about what that would mean. Well, I didn't do any research about that. You didn't do the what? No, no I've I never looked at my husband You got to Google. I just didn't feel a need to because everything that I needed to know, he was sharing with me, right? Everything that we thought I needed to know, he was telling me. So you didn't have a conversation with yourself or talking to your friends or thinking about what it's like, what it would be like to marry a prince who is Harry, who you had fallen in love with, and what it would mean to be a part of that family. You didn't give it a lot of thought? No, we thought about what we thought it might be. Yeah, which is, that's what, that's what I'm yeah, trying to Yeah, I mean, like, I didn't fully understand what the job was, mm -hmm. right? What, is, what does it mean to be a working royal? What do you do? What does that mean? I knew that he and I were very aligned on all of our cause-driven work. Mm -hmm. That was part of our initial connection. Um, and what we talked about in our the beginning of our courtship. But I think there was no way to understand what the day-to-day -day was going to be like. Yeah. And it's so different because I didn't romanticize any element of it, but I think as Americans especially, what do you know about the royals is what you read in fairy tales. Right. You think is what you know about the royals, right? right? So it's easy to have an image of it that is so far from, from reality. And that's what was really tricky over those past few years is when the perception and the reality are two very different things and you're being judged on the perception, but you're living the reality of it, mm -hmm. there's a complete misalignment and there's no way to explain that to people. Well, you know, in every family, I think things get serious when you are brought in to meet the mother or the grandmother mm -hmm. and in everybody. So she's a very bright young woman. I mean, I love how articulate she was in expressing how she felt uh, or her feelings and things like that. So 
let's just let's get let's just dive right into it. Um, I played that excerpt because when I talk about personal responsibility and holding yourself accountable, these are the things that I'm talking about with respect to relationships, with respect to marriage. A few podcasts ago, when I talked about, um, uh, you know, online dating and things like that, and, and this should be across the board in any relationship when you meet a person, I said, research the hell out of this person. Forget what anybody has to say. Let Google be your best friend. Okay? That's what you have to do. I don't know what who's going to tell you, oh, don't research the person you're getting married to. You're, this is the person you're potentially going to be spending the rest of your life with. This is the hope, right? So you research. What are you talking about? And so she is getting married to uh, Prince Harry of the British royal family. And you're not going to research about him. All you're going to do is to rely on what he tells you. Just on a normal, regular relationship. I'm sorry. You cannot do that. When someone is looking to get something, when someone wants to get married to you, date you, or whatever, they're always going to be on their best behavior. They're always going to tell you those nice stories about themselves to make you or to make themselves look attractive to you. So I'm not saying you shouldn't trust them. This has nothing to tr- to do with trusting the person. This has to do with you getting all the information necessary for you to make the right decision for you and your future. Okay? So there's a whole lot of talk about, well, she knew what she was getting into. I subscribe to that. Yes, yeah, she absolutely knew or should have known what she was getting into. Just as I said, I played this excerpt of her interview with Nda Oprah and it's just not cute to me but she's not the only one in the marriage right as long as as just as much as she knew what she was getting into Harry also knew what he was getting into okay he knew he was marrying someone who's at least three years older than him a divorcee she's an actress she's black mixed race whatever you want to however you want to put it she is someone who has always been who has always worked by her own admission she worked since started working she was 13 years old she's done she's done different jobs she is outspoken she is a self-assured woman all right so it's not just about oh she knew she was getting married she was getting she knew she was getting what she was getting into he also knew what he was getting marriage is a two-way street two people become one So just as much as she knew what she was getting into, he also knew what he was getting into. So the whole, you know, madness is not just on her. All right. It's on both parties. They both saw each other. They both decided that this is something that he asked and she accepted. They both decided this is something that they wanted to to pursue together. And they got right to it. So a lot of the tea that was spilled, apparently they were married three days before the actual um, wedding. Uh, so they did a thing in their backyard for themselves. This was great. I love that. Um, but um, yeah, so th- that's that was that was the thing. There's a lot of Oprah, um, Oprah, Oprah about <laughs> going back to her knowing what she was getting into. There's a lot of opera about it and saying, you know, she's, she's, she, 
she's the the troublemaker she's the one who's causing all the problems for the family all those things and um how how is it you know the british media the british tabloids or the british whatever they want to call themselves they are just trash you know they go down and dirty they go for the jugular they want to just eviscerate you they they go at it they're non-stop this is what they did with they've been doing this forever okay and stupid things like oh look what she wore or look look how she looks you know how she how she uh smiled or those stupid things like that i can i can honestly understand that um you can ignore it because obviously you don't look like that you know you don't you don't you know you can you can ignore stupid things some of the things they do it's laughable and i think um oprah talked about when they were doing the compare and contrast between her and kate um oh look how kate uh how good she looks cradling her baby bump and then when it, it was megan's turn it was like ugh you know, hand on the baby or whatever. And I, you know, I'm not exactly saying what they said, but it was just in so many, the, the, the compare, the, the comparison or the contrast in the way they, they spoke about both of them. It was just think something enough to laugh about as, as Megan said. So I don't think those were her issues. I don't think her issue was about you know, those petty little stupid things, right? The issue was when they they couldn't protect them. The issue was when there are these racial undertones and the stress of it and, and the continuous barrage of negativity and, and putting the blame 100% on her and then for her to ask because what kind of monarchy you know you know here when when people start behaving out of control we say this is not a monarchy okay (laughs) this is a democracy mind your p's and q's you mess up we vote you out right but that's a monarchy right these are the people who are supposed supposedly in a position to control things 1200 year institution what kind of monarchy is it that people are going to say derogatory negative things pointedly about a a person's race and you don't know you you can't put a your clamp on that you can't shut that mess down what kind of nonsense is that okay What, what how are you calling yourself royalty if you can't say put a stop to that and put a stop to that right now Okay, that's ridiculous. So there's a whole lot of talk saying that, oh, it's because of her that Harry is behaving this way. Okay, yes. Why shouldn't he? As I said, it's a two-way street. You know, he knew what he was getting into. She knew what she was getting into. You're marrying a woman who is not, you know, royalty like the rest of you or whatever. She's coming in. She she's she's mixed race, which they keep saying she's the first mixed race. I thought Charlotte of Mecklenburg or whatever her name was the first mixed race, which means that even the queen, uh, the the queen Elizabeth herself is has some form of blackness in her. So I don't even know. Let's get it together. But anyway, before I digress, you know, he knew what he was getting into. 
and he was prepared to face what was to come. And if what has come is as vile and disgusting as is to the point that they're discussing what the potential complexion of their child is going to be and how problematic that's going to be for the monarchy. He is well within his rights to say, I'm taking my family and I'm getting the hell out of Dodge. Excuse you. And that's what you do. A man and his wife, they get married, they become one and we keep it moving. She knew what she was getting into. She was very, very prepared to handle all of that with grace. In fact, she enjoyed it. She enjoyed having the, 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 the platform to bring a lot of issues, things that she supports, the, the women issues, things about race to, to four, for everybody to see to, in, a, in a very powerful family where she could actually make some kind of moves or change. She welcomed it. Okay. But when she got in there, there was no protection where someone is going to be saying derogatory things about you because of your race or for whatever reason, because of that, that's why they come after you all the time. You have to say, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's put a stop to that. And let's put a stop to that now. So that's what people need to get, get into their skulls. It didn't have anything to do with the enormity or the task at hand. It was just, okay, I'm ready to do the task. The, the, the task I'm, I'm willing to put the work through, but when people are saying things that are untrue about us and you know that you are capable of putting a stop to it, can you at least do that for us? And then for them to say no. Okay. Before the baby was already was born, and this is Archie I'm talking about, they were talking about how he wasn't going to have protection. He's not going to have the prince um, title. And maybe right now, Archie is not a prince because his grandfather is not yet the king. But, I mean... Queen Elizabeth, she's hanging on. She's 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 like I'm not going anywhere. But at some point, he's going to become king. Let's just say that happens. And when he does, Archie and his his sister, who's about to come, will be prince and princess. So how can you take away the protections that come with that? This is the institution. This is what they're known for, right? This is what they're supposed to do. But they decided they were going to step back. Harry is sixth in line, or was he sixth or seventh or whatever? I don't know how they count it. It's it's uh, Charles and um, Billy, <laughs> Billy, and um, and then his his sons. Uh, what are their names? I don't know. George and somebody, and then and then, yeah. So he, I guess he's sixth in line. So I guess that's how they count it, right? So he's far down. Quite all right. So there isn't a lot of expectation for them to do a lot of work or whatever. However, he's still a royal. And if he says, if we're having all this heat and hatred coming at us all the time, I'm not saying that we're not going to do the work that you're asking us to do, but we're just going to take a step back. You know, we're not going to be the senior senior because I mean, come on, let's just go ahead and, and, and reduce that. Um, but that's not enough for you to take away the protections because Harry is still the prince. This is what they were talking about. Okay. 
So if a man decides he wants to do what's best for his family and it's not dire, he's allowed to make those decisions. He's not first in line for anything, you know, allow him to do what he wants to do. So there's a lot of talk about, oh, she came and she's taking Harry away from his family. Excuse me. That's what you do when you get married. You, you move from your family because now you have a family of your own and they, they come first in your life. You protect your wife. You protect your children. That's what any well-meaning husband is supposed to do. Okay. So she wanted protection. Um, she wanted the Royal family to come out and be more protective of her. And they weren't doing that. You know, oh, hey, shout out to Tyler Perry, the savior of Rails. Come through, brother. I mean, you know, he, 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 he came in. He was night and shining. I was like, look, I'm going to give you this house. Chill out here for a bit. You know, you can have all the protection you want until you're ready. Tyler Perry is the man. Um, but that's ridiculous. So another very poignant part of the, the convo with Nda Oprah um, Megan said it was so terrible because there were things that she wanted to do and they kept stopping her from doing those things. It got so bad that she just felt that she couldn't, she didn't know what she was going to do. It was, you know, pretty much she was suicidal. She talked to Harry about it. He comforted her. She went to the institution to try to get help. And then there to the, to to her, they said, well, you know, because you're not a paid, paid employee, there's nothing we can do. Um, sorry, sucks to be you pretty much. Uh, I mean, when she said human resources, I was like, wow, talk about marriage being a job. This is ridiculous. Yeah. They said she's not a, a paid employee. She says, well, where she worked before, you know, they had a union. <laughs> they were like, nah, 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 nah. Sucks to be you. We can't give you that. So they didn't care about her mental well-being. In a situation where she was even strong enough to say, look, I'm having issues. I'm having a problem. I need help. And they looked at her and they were like, we can't help you. Sorry that you're going through that. But there's nothing we can do. And that was the end of that. She was well within her rights. Uh... And her and her husband to make the decision that they made. Now there's a lot of people saying, okay, so you wanted peace and quiet, right? You wanted to, uh, find your own way. Um, uh, you left because of the, of the, of the media, the, 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 the British tabloids of the media, and you weren't getting protection from your family. That's why you left. So why are you sitting down with Oprah and talking about things? Because they can. I mean, what are you? (laughs) They can talk about whatever they want to talk about. Okay. They are far away. They're removed from it. They're in in an environment that they feel is safe, is welcoming for them for their children and for their, for their child and the one to come, they, they feel comfortable where they are and they can speak their truth. They can own their own narrative. They are taking responsibility for their actions. 
Nobody is writing their story for them. They're saying, this is my story. This is what happened. You guys are saying a lot of things that aren't true. So let me set the record straight on my own terms. Okay. It's about personal responsibility. At the end of the day, they're the ones who are going to have to be responsible for the actions that they take. People are saying, what's the motive? What's the reasoning behind this and that? Well, that's what they're telling you. They're telling you what the reason is. So, um, as far as I'm concerned, again, I'm, I'm, I'm saying what I've said before and, and here's what I feel about this. If you, if anyone takes anything from this conversation, you know, let Megan be a cautionary tale when it comes to marriage and things like that. She can't start off saying that she didn't do the research. Well, she can't because she, she didn't do it. Right. And that's the, that's the, there in lies the lesson, right? You know, when you're getting married, you need to do your research. I don't care who the person is. And in a situation where this person is, is, has so much, you know, publicity and is out there getting information about this person, whether the information you get is accurate or not, is not difficult. You, you know how to get the information and this is what she should have done. She didn't, no problem, right? She, she felt she could handle the task at hand. She got in there and it proved to be a little bit much a little bit, bit much more than she had bargained for. So what do you want her to do? You want her to, to divorce the man she loves? No, you know, she's in a place doing things for other people, not for herself. And her and her husband decided, Hey, we're going to have to, we're going to have to, uh, focus on us, our family. And that's what they decided to do. And kudos to her, kudos to Harry, Kudos to both of them for, for saying, listen, our sanity, our health, our mental health is very important. And if you want to raise healthy children, this is what we have to do for ourselves. So I can't begrudge them the, the, the need to want to take care of themselves. I'll never do that. You know, that's the way it's supposed to be. So, you know, (laughs) shame on a monarchy that chooses not to protect their own. You know, that monarchy has rules that you can't just come around and change rules. You know, let the, the child is about to be, she's the child is still baking in the stomach. And now you want to change a standing rule about whether that child is going to be, is going to have the title of prince or what have you. I don't even know where, why that comes in. The child's father is a prince. So what's your point? It's just ridiculous. So I think people should, should, should stop wasting their time being angry at someone choosing to be happy about a, a couple choosing to make a life for themselves, make a way for themselves, do things to keep themselves happy get over yourself. <laughs> anyway, that's my two cents. I don't know. You know, what do you think? What's your, what's your take? Um, do you agree? Not that, you know, do you agree that, uh, they did the right thing to take care of their own family or are you on, are you on the, on the side of, uh, 
hating Megan? Because, I mean, who does that? Why are you hating Megan for for falling in love? You don't want to marry a prince. <laughs> you don't want to be a princess. You don't want to wake up so that people will, you know, Zamunda, they will t- bathe you in your tub, throw rose petals on the floor for you. You don't want. Eh? Who are you lying to? You don't, you know, then, then there's, a, there, then I saw just a few uh, days ago before the, this, the interview actually aired and the, the talk of the interview airing. Next thing you know, they said the queen is going to be looking into bullying, um, um, concerns that Megan bullied. Oh, it's only bullying they received. <laughs> you mean in the royal family at one night as large as this, a 1200 year institution or whatever you want to call it. You have people at your beck and call that you can say, Hey, do this, do this, do this. You're not going to enjoy it for two seconds. You're not going to see how far you can push it. Stop lying to yourselves. Anyway, tell me, what do you think? Um, (laughs) um, do you, I mean, I think, I think, um, if if Harry and and Megan want to do several more interviews like this, the next time, because apparently uh, there was no agreement or whatever this 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 whole the, the, there was no subject of limit, and they weren't getting paid for this interview. Excuse me, you're sitting down with Oprah on CBS. All the ads that happened during this entire uh, uh, interview. I can only imagine how much money CBS made out of this. Next time, Harry and Meghan, when you're going to sit down with Oprah, ask her how many zeros she's willing to pay you. Get you some money. Get paid for this interview. Because everybody's watching. I'm talking about it right now. Everybody's watching. Everybody wants to hear about this. Get you some money. Per usual, leave me a comment, a voice note. If you're seeing this on Twitter or Facebook, wherever you see it, let me know what you think. And I'll circle back. Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, please click on the support button.